podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello. Hey, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am also good. (laughs) (laughs) I am like, so Adrian is at camp this week and next week camp. This whole concept of day camp, I think, um, really has grown in this generation. Maybe because uh, so many more households where both parents work, so you have to find things for your kid to do. Um, all summer long. All summer long. Um, and it's so funny because he's only in camp for two weeks uh, because, you know, John and I don't work during the summer, but uh, I also need my time to do stuff. I am doing some work and prepping for the school year, but also trying to catch up on all of my, what I've been calling my personal summer development, which is sewing and uh, some stuff I'll talk about later. But um, anyway, it just, um, I'm having, I have all this time, but I've scheduled tons of stuff in it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to podcast on this day. I'm going to sew from this time to this time, and then I'm going to work from this time to this time. Oh my God. So... <laughs> Even, you know, I just want to get it all in. Yeah. Um, So, I have gotten some stuff in. I did finish my Zanone top. And it looks amazing! Thank you! Um, It it was not without more challenges from the last time we podcast. I almost (laughs) ran out of yarn. Um, Uh. It was crazy. So I was knitting on the body, and I, I it felt weird because I only had one skein, and I had... A lot more to go on the body, and I, I couldn't figure out, like, it, it took two skeins to get through a lot of the top of the lace and the yoke, and I think part of it is the lace, my lace gauge was shorter, but also there's a finishing on the armband that, um, where you slip stitches, so I think that pulled it up and made it uh. even shorter, so I had to knit more rows in order to get it to fit, to make the armholes big enough. Right. So whatever, I ended up only I ended up needing six more grams of yarn. So it's just under six hundred yards. Uh, it was like thirty more yards of yarn that I needed to finish. I couldn't have finished it without this extra yarn wow. that I got from a fellow raveler who, fortunately for me, was in a town not too far away. So she was able to pop it in the mail, and I got it the next day. Um, wow, that's amazing! Yeah, it was so great, and it was a different dye lot, but you could not tell. I used her yarn to uh, do the eye cord edging for the neckline. So if there had been a difference, it wouldn't have really been able to be that obvious. And then I used Mm -hmm. it for the bind off. I also changed something um, at the bottom, which was I, instead of doing a rib pattern, I found a lace pattern in the um, top down all around stitch pattern dictionary from Wendy Bernard that is... um, a six stitch version of the more or less of the 12 stitch lace pattern that was used for the arms I used as a lace border at the bottom so and then I even blocked it out so it has the little lace points I think it's pretty cute so it can be worn out um, but I think I can also tuck it in so I did notice that you had a you put a lace border in there yeah I thought it looks nice thanks. yeah I thought either about doing nothing and just because once it blocked, I figured it would stay flat because it's uh, linen and silk. But I thought, well, let me give this lace border a chance and see. I can always pull it out if it's too much of a pain down the line. So, right. Anyway, um, thank you to Pugnets um, for providing that extra yarn. And I'm super excited 
to uh, to wear that top uh, with the skirt that I am almost done with. But that's so crazy. I feel like usually. You know, you do a project and you're like, that took so much less yarn than I, That's you know, how, than the pattern called that for. That is almost always how it is for me. Right. And I don't know, I may have underbought for yarn thinking that, um, that because I'm Since short. you wouldn't make the body so I wouldn't make it, the body as long. I think the body was supposed to be like 16 inches or something. And I knew I didn't mm-hmm. want to make it that long. So I thought, oh, if I'm short, you know, if I have 50 yards less I should be fine but not the case in this time but god but but you have a you have a tale of using all your yarn oh yeah so I uh finished my after the rain color blocked pullover um that I was using dye for wools um merino yak alpaca chainette Mm -hmm. yarn for and um I had four skeins, and I think each skein is like 280 yards, Mm -hmm. and so I had well over a thousand yards. Yeah, I think on the last podcast we calculated it was over 1,100 yards. Yeah, and so I used every scrap of this yarn. I was like dividing and weighing the balls so that I could make the sleeves, and uh, it turned out to not be um, a full sleeved um pullover so it had to be three quarters how do you like it um i like it i wish it had long sleeves though <laughs> can i mean it says dye for wool and you know the dyer i mean could you buy get another ball of yarn could you somehow adapt the color blocking either add a, a fourth color or would that be too funky monkey Possible. I mean, now that I've bound it off and worn it several times yeah. and washed it. You don't think you'd do that? Um, I probably won't do okay. that. Okay. But I am kind of daydreaming about another one, <laughs> which we can talk about later. Okay. <laughs> so you moved on from that. That was so quick, I want to say. I know. It was. It was incredibly fast. And I think it was because I've been knitting all these fingering weight projects. And that one, it says it's a DK. And I was knitting it at a DK, but it was such a um, more full yarn mm-hmm. while I was knitting it. I feel like it just knit a lot faster than fingering it weight. It really, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm impressed. Very impressed. Plus, I, I had a lot of airplane and travel knitting time during uh, the time I was working on it. So, you went to Seattle, that's right. Yeah. Plus, it was like a top-down raglan mm-hmm. pullover. So it was just zoom, 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 stockinette. Um, I didn't do waist shaping. I just, um, ended up making it an A-line shape. Oh, I wonder if that has part of, that's part of the reason that you didn't have quite. I ran out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably. And I knit it, the body to be 15 inches long. Mm -hmm. Um, because I have a longer torso, so I like the sweaters to be a little longer. So I'm sure that had something to do with it too. Um, I mean, I don't think I would need more than 50 grams to... To make it long sleeves. Right. So, eh. I don't even think 15 inches is that long. Like, for me, it's interesting. I haven't done a measurement of what my Zanone is. Um, but I ended up, uh, when I ran out of yarn, I was at 11 and a half inches. And I took it into a verb for keeping warm. And the woman working there was like, 
because of your height, you could you could pull this off as a crop sweater, but it wasn't what I was looking for. She said mm-hmm. she knits, and she was taller than me. She knits her crop sweaters to eleven, and I was like, "Wow, that's that feels really short." Right. Um, so my ideal length is thirteen, and I feel mm-hmm. like fifteen for me is not even quite tunic length. It's sort of just like a little bit longer, you know. I feel like when I knit longer sweaters, they are like 16 to, in the 16 to 20 inch range. Right. So 15 just seems, where does it? Yeah, 15 is upper hip for me. Mm. Yeah, for me, it would be lower hip. So that makes sense. Um, awesome. Um, um, Yay. So I have started a new project, no less uh, complicated than Zanone. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Jenny has heard much of this. She and uh, our friend Ellen and I had this lengthy text exchange the other night about what to do uh, with this pattern that I'm knitting. Um, this uh, really cute pattern caught my eye. Um, and I can't remember. I don't think I mentioned it on the last podcast. That It's called Corinne. And it's from uh, a publication called Holla Knits, which is an online magazine that, um, much like Twist Collective, sells the patterns individually but presents them as a collection, kind of like Wool People or any number of, of collections like that. And um, it is a, an A-line sweater that is pretty swingy and um, knit, I don't know what, I think it, I don't know what it's originally called for to be knit in, but I decided to knit it in my silky wool and it's knit in pieces. Um, And of course, as usual, my gauge is different. It's asking for 18 stitches and 28 rows over four inches. And I have 19 stitches and 30 rows (laughs) over four inches. So I knew I had to adjust, but that I'm I'm pretty used to doing, um, but I hit a big snafu. The couple of things, um, one um, there aren't a ton of there aren't all the numbers aren't on the schematic. So um, the way that it's knit, it's knit in six pieces. So it is a front body, a back body, the sleeves, and then there are these two gusset pieces that are are triangles, uh, trapezoids that allow for the swinginess of it. And that's knit in a different stitch pattern. And that's what really appealed to me. Um, mm-hmm. One of the, someone's already knit it and they actually knit it in one piece. Um, and I consider that for a moment, but um, the stitch pattern in the gusset is garter stitch. And I think you would, one of two things, you'd either get a weird shape because the garter stitch and the stockinette wouldn't match, or you'd have to do short rows in order to accommodate so that you'd get the same length in the stockinette part. right to lengthen the stockinette part to match i liked the idea of knitting the pieces separately because it was very sewing like right you just want to make sure that your the lengths match up so you can sew them together so a few of the measurements that are missing it's, it says that the gusset piece should be 15 inches long but it doesn't say that the body piece should be 15 inches long i think that it follows that it should be but there's part of me that's like, well, is that exactly right? Because they're different shapes. One is a trapezoid and one is sort of a reverse trapezoid. Right. Are, you, are they measuring on the long edge or down? They're measuring on the long straight. edge. They're married, I think she's measuring on the long edge. That's a good question. I'm going to assume that it's on the long edge. The other thing that's not um, indicated is the measurement at the top of the trapezoid. So I don't know how big the gusset under the arm should be, 
Therefore, I don't know how big across the bus should be at the highest bus point. So I'm making those things up. Um, I'm also making things up because for my size, uh, the numbers were don't seem to be right. <laughs> um, I did some calculations, and um, they for the size 34 and size 38, the numbers are very off from the all the other sizes. So I've like it says like for both sizes, the length for the gusset is going to be 15 inches, but you knit like a million more rows right. for the next size up, right? which is going to change the length. Oh, absolutely. For yeah. for the size 34, they have you knit 40 more rows than for the, the size 30. Um, and, and it's actually more rows than for, say, the size 42. So I just think there was a snafu in the in the uh, editing of that. I've written to the designer and I've written to the magazine, so hopefully they will uh, figure that out and publish an errata for that. Um, in the meantime, I'm sort of forging ahead, but it's requiring me to do all of this this math, which I was going to do anyway, but it's like, an, I, I don't know what the, um, you know, like I'm trying to figure out A times B equals C, but I don't really know what C is, so mm-hmm. I'm sort of winging it on what I think C should be. Um, so it's, it's um, slowing me down a little bit, but it's very straightforward knitting. At this point, it's, I'm doing all stockinette. So um, so I am just sort of plugging away on that. I, I really like the design, so I want to give the designer a lot of credit for a really cute design. Um, but um, I'm finding myself doing a lot of work to try to make it work, uh, right. so to speak. <laughs> Arg. Yeah, it's sort of the story of my knitting, but I haven't. I'm persevering, and I'm like I think I said last time. I am knitting way more this summer than I have in the last couple of summers. Um, Yay. Yeah. So um, and um, in, along with the keep it small, I I realized I achieved July's keep it small by knitting a sleeveless finishing my sleeveless top. <laughs> Woo-hoo. <laughs> Woo-hoo. So uh, what are, are you working on, Mira? Right now, I can't see. It's kind of dark. No, I am working on, um, <laughs> so our medical director at my job is just announced that she was leaving our program mm-hmm. to go to a different job. And she's been there for over 20 years oh. and it just struck a blow in my heart. Oh. So I, I want to knit her something, um, so I was thinking about, well, I guess that it, I actually bought yarn for her <laughs> to make her something, but I haven't gotten it yet. But I also was thinking I should make something for um, the woman who covered my maternity leaves, who's doing emergency coverage for my coworker who just left, who was with the program for like 12 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there are just going to be these giant holes at work. So I decided I was going to knit two gift knits for these two women. Um, so for my coworker who covered my leaves, I started Pebble Beach. Okay. Uh, Helen's by Helen Stewart. By Helen Stewart out of my Julie spins in Chinese lantern, which is this beautiful pinks and golds and grays Mm. and it's Merino and silk. So I think it's going to be, Really pretty. Who's the dyer? Julie. Um, Julie. Sp- Julie spins. And does she actually spin the yarn? No. Okay. 
but she's a dyer. But she's a dyer, I think, from Boston, who I've been stocking on Etsy mm. for a while. Um, she has really beautiful stuff, but um, this was my first and only purchase from her so far. But I really like the way it's turning out so far. I mean, I just cast it on last night, so I just have this little tiny baby piece of knitting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty. Nice. Yeah. And then what about for the medical director? So for the medical director, I was thinking of making um, a rectangular lace stole. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was thinking of doing one of the patterns from a fine fleece Mm -hmm. called, what's it called? It's interesting. I just saw some free patterns. on Ravelry, and one of them, I always stay away from the rectangular stole, but, um... I think for her, that's what she would wear. That's... Because she wears things, like... I can't see her wearing a triangular stole. Right. So I was thinking of, like, the Twilight Stole by Lisa Lloyd. It is pretty straightforward, um, kind of like a... I think she just uses the print of the wave stitch pattern. Oh, I know that one. I know that that stall. Yeah, um, I was thinking about that or something similar. Mm-hmm. And then what yarn? Do you have a yarn? Um, so oh, this is the yarn you I, haven't received yet. Yes, this is. So this was a purchase last night. So <laughs> I've fallen down on my. Yarn buying habits. But I didn't have anything that I thought that she would wear color-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got something from Etsy from Dye for Wool mm-hmm. again, which is a silk merino fingering Ooh. weight in um, a colorway called Rain in the Graveyard. Whoa, what is that? It's kind of like a greenish, grayish blue. Huh. Um but it's really pretty. Wow. Um, so where does that leave Mira? Now, when I saw you at Knit Night, you had, um, I feel like you had made some significant progress. Yeah, Mira is chugging along. So I now Mira, I don't sure finish t- the yoke. Mira is a top-down raglan. Mira is a top-down raglan by Justina Lorkowski. Okay. Um, I am knitting it in Tannis Fiber Arts sock in a Ooh. colorway called Canary. Oh, that's right. We um, talked about how that was um, spicy mustard from the colors of fall. Right. And right. it's speckly with like it's super golds pretty. and greens and it's it's really pretty. Um, so, and it's in this kind of honeycomb drop stitch pattern where you're knitting one below and alternating so it ends up being this um, very honeycomb like texture. Yeah, it's a really it's so um, it has so much depth. There's a real um, three dimensional yeah dimensionality yeah. to it. I love it. Um, so I have divided. I'm just knitting the body now, so I am like doing that honeycomb stitch in the round with like two stitch sleeve seams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got about like two inches on the body so far. Um, I think I am going to put it to the side so I can finish up these gift shawls. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because one, my coworker is going to stop her coverage at the end of August, so I have until then to finish Pebble Beach, and um, medical director is leaving in the second week of September, okay. so, so you got I got I to gotta plug away at those. Well, I know you can do it. I think about when you, um, I was thinking back on when you knit the shawl for Robin's wedding. Oh my God. <laughs> and like, I, th- I think you <laughs> knit that shawl in just a few weeks. Like, it was a I... short, short amount of time. That, man, that was like a, that was a feat. I mean, that was before I... you had children and <laughs> you... I don't think you were, maybe you, you were still working on uh, a sh- shift as a shift nurse. So you had different kinds of free time, but you were able to do it. Or um, who, you knit, um, is it the hemlock baby blanket? Is that what it's called? Oh, the dogwood. Dogwood. Hemlock. Dogwood. That's not right. Uh, I knew that wasn't right. When you knit the dogwood um, baby blanket. Um, uh, for Teresa. Yeah, that that. You did that, I'd say, like, in two and a half weeks, and that's not a small project. I really did finish that in a hurry. So, I, yeah, hopefully you I have can it in get you. things done. Well, Yay! I feel like you get very motivated when you are giving something, when it's an act of generosity. You're less likely to fall down on the job. You feel very, <laughs> you get very committed. Uh, thank God I don't do that too often. <laughs> it's just these spurts. <laughs> I know. It's true, though. I have not knit that many gifts for people in recent times. No. Go for it. Yay! Oh, you know, this is perfect because it's uh, the Ravelinic games are coming up uh, starting on Friday, August 5th, and there is a Stash and Burn team. Uh, if you are someone who's always been interested in the Ravelinic games but are afraid of all of the rules, join our team. Our team is, like, <laughs> virtually ruleless. Like, you have to follow the general rules of the categories, but um, it's a very always been a very generous group in terms of uh, forgiveness and in terms of prizes. And one year, uh, someday maybe this will get repeated, one year I went to Stitches with money that we raised from the group, it was just, it was like a couple hundred dollars, and I bought so many awesome prizes for for our team. And this year, I think there's already donations uh, for prizes uh, for finishers. And um, so um, definitely look at our group. It's very mellow. People are very supportive, and uh, you won't get a lot of tisking if you do not follow the rules. And you'll get a lot of support if you don't, if, even if you don't finish. So Right. Um, so you, maybe you can, uh, use one of these as, uh, your, My as Rav a Olympics uh, uh, challenge. I should. Um, I should. so I assume you had said that you had a couple of other things, but, um, how your arm warmers and socks for Matilda, are you going to. Yeah. So the socks for Matilda are in my purse. So oh, that's a great idea. I just turned the heel on the first sock. And I'm just using the leftovers of my Russian rainbow mm-hmm. from my socks that I finished. Awesome. Um, and then arm warmers. You're you know, since I have these two, I have two three-quarter length pullovers now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so warm that I don't need, like, a jacket. But when I'm biking, sometimes my forearms get cold. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking I needed some sort of mitt. What weight uh, yarn do you have Firecracker in? Traveler. So it's... Uh. It's DK, I guess. Yeah, I have, you know, I made my leg warmers and firecracker, and they're so pretty 
but I they're kind of still kind of heavy. Mm-hmm. So I should give those another winter, and if I don't wear them, I might repurpose that yarn because Firecracker is not a yarn that should be wasted. Right. <laughs> I um, agree. And I bought another skein of it last year at um, at Stitches. So there's even I was like, God, I could even combine these two stitch two skeins, even though they don't quite match and make something with it. But um, do it. Maybe I'll churn and I'll churn away on that. Um, it's funny you you had a languishing category, which we don't we don't need to bring up your languishing projects because like I can't even I know I have languishing projects, but I think I bury them so deep somewhere um, that it's hard to remember what they are. Uh, although I, I did a rare thing, which was I decided to go through all my knitting. Actually, I'm, we're rearranging a lot of stuff in our house and rearranging furniture and doing a deep clean so I gathered all of my yarn that is not in my craft room together Mm -hmm. and went through these baskets and resorted and and like I had all these single balls of when I get a brilliant idea of something that I wanted to swatch and I would swatch it and then not do the project so I would just like throw the ball of yarn and the swatch into this basket so I gathered all those up and put them back into my uh, with my other yarn and I found well, I found my um, my um, Markley sweater, which just really didn't make it very far. I'm I'm kind of tempted to just like start over because who knows exactly what I did on this little bit of knitting that I do have. But you're pretty. I mean, you're do, you finished the braid, right? That's yes, but yeah, I guess I could just start now. I just so you have the shoulders. You just have to like start the short row shaping. Yes, that's where I got stuck. Uh, just remind me. And it was all because of the German short rows. Uh, also, remind <laughs> me next year when we go to Knocker to just, like, A, have something started and have it be something easy. <laughs> like right, 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 right. No thinking and no bringing, like, 16 projects. Like, just bring one garter <laughs> stitch shawl or something. Totally. Um, I also found this huge yarn tangle that was at least two projects. Actually, it's three projects that were sort of tangled together. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get them untangled. I I was going to make it like a an evening's work, and I just have put it in its in a basket, and I'm ignoring it. So it's a pair of slippers to be felted, where I've knit one slipper and started the second one, and so the yarn from that and there's two different yarns I'm working with. The yarn from that and the base of that slipper are mixed together with um, a crescent shaped shawl that I have started in um, Road to China Light. Mm. And, oh, and... a shawl? Let me see if I can dig that up. When you're talking next time, I'll see if I can... (laughs) I'll see if I can remember. And then the last one is um, a square from the barn raising quilt. I was going to make a barn raising quilt and then gave up on it, but I have maybe three or four squares in it. And one of the squares is in this yarn tangle. I'm going to take a picture of it. It's... It's phenomenal. Oh my god, we should take all of our like square blanket squares. Oh yeah, and try combine to combine them. them. That's a great and idea. Just make one blanket because I have all those Noro silk garden squares that I haven't like oh, could be, done anything with. It could be kind of interesting. We should bring them together and see if there's something to be done with them. Right. That and then just make one like crazy patchwork thing. Yeah, I like it. That would be pretty cool. So there's this, this, my languishing, except for Markley, which is fairly recent, 
uh, is some some stuff that's like deep in the uh, bowels of my knitting. <laughs> I did start a bundle on Ravelry though, um, so that I could kind of keep moving with my knitting. It's called "What to Knit When You Don't Know What to Knit" or something like that. Uh-huh. And I'm just like reminding myself that I could knit a pair of knitted knockers because I have some cotton yarn for that, or knit um a pair of self-striping socks that i already have like in a bag the yarn wound into two matching balls um or that i've swatched for a certain sweater so i can you know pull that out so i'm trying to like have something to rely on so i don't always go to the new thing right um to try to remember the old new things that i wanted to knit um so, you know, you have a few things that you yeah, have for, partially done, but... Right. So, sad, sad, Lily Pilly. Yeah, what, um, what do you think is the holdup on that? Why do you think... I think it was just that I got excited about knitting. Um, I got really going on Markley and finishing Markley, and then I was excited about my diaper wool sweater, and so it just got put to the side... Um, I have a pretty big chunk of the first garter stripe section mm-hmm. done. I think I have maybe four or five more garter stripes to go before I start the lace. Mm-hmm. So that is next. <laughs> After I finish these two shawls and Mira, I'm going to do Lily Pilly and uh, my poor Brandolin top. Like, I started that last summer for the Colors of Fall. Mm-hmm. And I think I have maybe like six inches on the body and then it got put down for some reason that I can't remember. I would like to finish that though, because I think I would wear that top a lot. Um, and let's see. McAllen. How far did you? McAllen. I brought that to Knockers and I got frustrated with the cable pattern Mm -hmm. because I realized that I actually... Could not do the cables without it. What cable needle? Oh, that's and a so, bummer. I'm so bummed about that that I just put it down and never picked it back up. Now I don't remember the frozen dress. What's that? That is, I got this yarn from Spun Right Round, I think, on Etsy. That was like this white with purples and blues. It looked very frozen, like. And so I cast on for a dress for Matilda. Mm-hmm. I think it's called the Meredith dress. Okay. And it has a lace yoke and a kind of swingy body. Um, someone knit it for Matilda when she was a baby. Oh, the one that said white linen? Yeah. Yeah. That was knit by, t- by Tangled Thread. I remember yeah. that. She loved it. So I was like, well... She, some, we've had success with this one knit, so maybe I should just knit that same pattern in a bigger size mm-hmm. and see um, if she'll wear it. You kind of never know with that girl. So, <laughs> Well, if, is she still very much into Frozen? Surprisingly, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, see, see if you get to it. Otherwise, repurpose. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I... God, if I finish... All the things in my queue, by the time I get to that dress, it will be December, (laughs) at least. And then I'll have to be like, uh, should I rip this out and make the next bigger size? Right. (laughs) 
sigh. So you shouldn't feel that bad about your purchasing because I have been buying lots of yarn, strangely. <laughs> I've been <laughs> I've been really good like the last year and I actually don't I'm like I don't even this isn't even cra- that crazy. I guess maybe it's sort of twice a year, so it stitches, and then again in the uh, summer. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm having the urge to, to buy yarn. It's like a quarterly thing. Or something, yeah. So I did buy yarn in June to make Zanone, which I'm really happy that I did that. Um, it definitely was a better match for that pattern than what I initially started out doing. So um I'm glad I got that um, Shibui Twig, which is an awesome yarn. It's linen, silk, and a little bit of wool. And um, it really spurred something in me to want to knit more in linen. And I went to... Well, first, a pattern came out that I thought was really cute. It's the Choose Your Own Adventure Tea by um, Allison Dykusen, who... um, is the sweatshop of love, and uh, she also actually is the editor of uh, Holland Knits. And I knit a sweater of hers, a baby sweater of hers, and called it was similar sort of thing. Like you can mix and match the different elements of the sweater um, for a baby sweater. Like you could put a hood on, or a kangaroo pocket, or make it a cardigan, or make it a pullover. Like it was really um, clever that gave you all of these options. And I have also knit a pair of um, fingerless gloves that are a pattern of hers. Um, So this pattern, and there's a knit along going on, I think until through Labor Day weekend. And it is a t-shirt, but it has a bunch of options. So you can knit short sleeve, three, three quarter length sleeve or full sleeves. You can knit it as a crop top, a regular size t-shirt or as a ale uh, or a tunic and then you could also add like a swingy a-line shape to it um so th- it looked really cute i liked the options and i went to verb and looked at their twig to and i thought is it crazy to buy another sweater's worth of twig and you know maybe it was maybe it wasn't but they they had a couple of linens but i knew i was going to imagine it that week so i went to imagine it and um woman who works there, whose name is Diane, she and I sat, you know, she showed me where all the linens were, and she showed me, she's like, oh, you know, we have our own Imagine It linen, which, like, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who knew? I didn't know they had any yarns of their own brand. So she showed me this, it's all right now lace weight, but they're the most fan-freaking-tastic colors of linen. Like, mostly when I think of linen, I think of muted colors. You get a lot of muted but pretty sort of natural colors more on the neutral to autumn end of the spectrum but these imaginate linens were like crazy bright neon like highlighter yellow and highlighter pink and a bright teal which are by the way the three colors that i bought (laughs) (laughs) so i I, you know and then i like i couldn't put the yarn down it was a really good value it's 600 yards 17 dollars for 600 yards of lace weight and um i thought of two projects one would be the choose your own adventure but the other is the lineal cardigan by hannah fettig um that she put out um that's knit in the quince fingering weight linen um it's in knit bot linen is the name of the book and um right now i am actually swatching for it in the lace weight just single stranded and 
just I'm thinking that I would it, I would make it and it would just be a little more open you know try to get the gauge and have it just be a little more open gauge right. um so I'm excited because with linen you can wash it in the washing machine and dry it in the dryer so I'm really really excited about washing this watch I tried it in two different needles I tried it on a size three and now I'm on a two and a half and I think I like the two and a half better at this point so although just remember to knit it a little longer because it'll shrink up. Yeah, will it? Because that's that was something Diane and I talked about, and she said it really doesn't. She didn't feel like it really did shrink. But your experience is? Well, I recently bought a linen sweater from the store, mm-hmm. and um, I washed it and dried it because I was like, oh, you know, linen gets better when you wash it and dry it. Right. And it shrunk up Yikes. in length like three or four inches. What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was knit really openly and loosely. Right. So I don't know if that was a factor, but... Well, I'm, yeah. I'm making the big swatch, so... Or I'm going to, you know... Yeah, measure it pre and post. I definitely just, will. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up on that. Um, no, it's, it's good to know that. And the lineal cardigan is a fairly... Um, small fitted cardigan it it's similar to her featherweight i think but it has mm-hmm. a longer back um and kind of more cropped front so i'm thinking about trying this as my ravelinix uh, project Do it. without the i you know without the expectation of finishing really but like i think <laughs> that if it is i could push through a lot of it and i also think a uh, a sm- like a cropped small linen sweater is something that I would get a lot of use out of. Yeah, definitely. So I'm excited, and I'm excited about this color. I also think that I'll have a little bit of the yellow left over, and then I have a skein of this uh, bright pink, like highlighter pink, and then this lovely clear teal. So what I'm thinking about doing is making the T-shirt, the Choose Your Own Adventure T-shirt, with the yarn doubled, and um, have it start, I think have it start in yellow. I'll probably bring this in. I'll bring them to knit night next week. Start in yellow and then have the pink block and then a blue block. Um, and I have, you know, even doubled, I would have at least 600 yards. The short sleeve cropped version is 500 yards. So with 600 yards plus the yellow, where it's, maybe I'd have 700 yards, I'd be able to make it a little bit longer and have a short sleeve color block t-shirt. Yay! So um, definitely, if you're local and can go into Imagine It and you're interested in linen, you should definitely check it out. I don't know if it's something that's on their website. If it is, I will link it in the show notes. And um, she said that in about a month, they're going to get more colors, which is hard to believe because I would say they had at least 15. What were the other colors that you saw there? Um, well, there was a whole bunch of blues, like a whole spectrum of blues. I would say maybe six different blues. So wow. one idea I had had, I think I definitely sent this to Ellen. I don't know if I sent it to you, was to do a gradient of blues, starting with a light blue and then getting a little bit darker, a little bit darker, and then doing yeah. it as an ombre. So like doubling the light blue and then doubling the light blue with the medium blue and then just mm-hmm. the medium blue and then the medium with the dark and then just the dark. So... That would be very cool. Yeah. So there was that. There was, I think there was a lovely red. Um, but there were 15 to 20 colors 
in this linen. And she said she's going to get a sport weight. Now, why I didn't wait for the sport weight is because I'm impu- I was just being impulsive. And because I was like, oh, come on. This is such a good deal. I should just get it now. <laughs> and if I really, really love it, then I'll come get some sport weight and knit another project in it. You know, so. Um, so anyway, that is that. That's my linen splurge. And then the other thing was as close as it comes for me to get to doing a, an impulse buy, which was um, one morning I looked on Ravelry and there was a new to me designer named Caitlin Hunter who had released a shawl called The Farmer's Daughter. And it's it's very modern looking shawl, a very solid body that uses, the, I believe it's called the Daisy Stitch. Mm-hmm. And then, so there's just like a little bit of eyelet and then a very modern looking border that has a um, diagonal eyelets in it. And, um, i when I clicked on the pattern, it said, Oh, you can buy a kit from, um, the farmer's daughter, Dyer's, who's a Dyer I'd never not heard of who is in Montana. And, um, she had these beautiful kits and one of her kits was uh, called Jellystone and it was a yarn that was like a variegated kind of speckly pinks for the body and then a beautiful dusty blue for the border and it really reminded me of the Pantone colors of the year and I thought oh there's something I could knit for the colors of fall slash colors Pantone colors of the year knit along uh, for the Yarniacs, uh, podcast. So, um, I ordered, it was a pre-order, so I haven't received that yarn. So I'm hoping that I can, uh, get through some of my other knitting that when I get it, I can, can start it on that. Um, and it's, I say it's an impulse for me because I saw it on Monday. We went away overnight camping and we came back on Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday evening. I was like, okay, if I can still pre-order the kit, I'm going to do it. And it was still there. So I was like, all right, that's my, that's my impulse buy. Um, <laughs> but you slept on it for I did a couple nights, it. right? Yeah, for yeah. one night. And, you know, I have some more hesitation buying yarn online. I feel like oftentimes I get yarn online and then I don't. That's the yarn I'm least likely to use because I Mm -hmm. am not as attached to it for some reason. But I'm hoping I can start knitting this right when it shows up. Maybe that could be my Revelinix project. I don't know. God, I have the opposite problem. (laughs) Yes? What do you mean? I just like I buy something and I immediately cast it on and leave everything else languishing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what's new out of the box exactly um so you had said you were thinking about more dyed for wool but then you ordered some dyed for wool did you get did you throw anything else in the basket or did you just get what you needed for this project well i threw two skeins of this like um colorway called fury in the slaughterhouse which is this like (laughs) really her colorway names are wow i know it's like this really vibrant reddish orange Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was going to use that to make the co-work or something, but then I just wanted to cast on the Pebble Beach. So now I don't know what I'm going to do with Fury in the Slaughterhouse. Well, it's not there yet. Yeah. And I assume since it comes from Germany, does it take a little bit of time? No, it comes really fast. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, <laughs> scary. 
Um, but I loved that yarn, the chainette yarn mm -hmm. that I made the pullover in so much. I want to make another one and stripe it um, the way um, after the rain it's is striped okay. originally. Mm -hmm. So I was like looking at all of the colors and I'm thinking, I'm fantasizing about what stripes I would want to do mm -hmm. out of that same yarn. But I'm going to hold back for now. I see that one of the colorways that you've said is giant clam. What color is giant clam? <laughs> that colorway is called giant clam closing forever. Oh, <laughs> that's right. And it is like a dark teal. Huh. And actually, I think it must have been sold because it's not there anymore. But yeah, there's one colorway that I love called mahogany hair dye. Oh my gosh. There's one called red hot metal, which I think those two stripes would be really pretty. Mm -hmm. And then there's dirt covered glacier <laughs> and weathered rock, which is a blue and a gray, which I think would be pretty striped. And then there's like rotten golden kiwi. Which, if I was doing a three-color thing, would look great with dirt-covered glacier <laughs> and weathered rock. <laughs> but I, I just love looking through her colors simply for the... The color names? The color names. Like, there's glass frog sitting on a lichen. <laughs> it's not just... It's so funny because you abbreviate them and glass frog alone sounds... Interesting, but glass frogs sitting on a lichen, like, they're just... They're very evocative. Yes. <laughs> um, which I think is part of why I'm obsessed with this this dyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as we move out of sleeveless July, we are moving into August, and um, with the help of, re of one of our listeners, Beckle Speckle, um, Becky... Um, there is a growing um, bundle for August is for home. And so any sort of home item you would like to knit and it is or crochet and it's all kinds of things. So we have home decor, holiday decor, kitchen things, bathroom things, um, coffee cozies, anything that is basically not a garment that someone would have either would either decorate your house or be utilitarian and um what was interesting i usually have a mix of uh free and um pay patterns and there are so many free patterns in this um in the home category like you could almost just go to the home go to advanced search on patterns choose home choose free and you would have more patterns and you would know what to do with. Um, so I was just going to go to the bundle and currently we have 44 items in there and my guess is 40 of them are free patterns. Um, wow. Yeah, it's one thing I've been wanting to make is these the little mason jar covers for um, like illuminated mason jars so with a candle or an LED light in there. Oh, yeah, Gail made a bunch of those. Gail right? has made a bunch of those and has really liked them. I think they are a great gift. I think it's they're just so pretty. Um, I also like um, 
there's a, um, you know, just the bath scrubbies. There are mug cozies. There's just um, so many uh, little things. Ooh, I had not seen this. The Sugar Skull Garland. Is I, that? You, did I tell you I got this I-cord maker? Do you got one of those? I got one of those, those embellished knits. I think I might want to get one. And I was obsessed with just making I-cord out of all of my leftover sock yarn. Yes. How does and it... then Interweave has that braided trivet pattern mm-hmm. where you just braid I-cord and then, you know, sew it into a spiral. Mm-hmm. And it's really pretty, there's... especially when you use hand-dyed Ooh. There's, a, yeah, one of the patterns is just it's called coasters and it's the same thing it's actually just an i-cord that you sew into a spiral yeah so i actually have some leftover um sock yarn from the socks i made you that i should make you a coaster do you think uh, that i that embellishment is something easy, that adrian would be able to operate yeah it's tricky to start so because you just have to get it started in this very specific way mm-hmm. and it is a little finicky with the type of yarn that works well in it okay like you can't just use anything basically fingering weight sock yarn seems to work great okay even sport weight so- yarn superwash like kind of sock yarn works great mm-hmm. in the embellishment anything heavier than that does not work very well okay and a hundred percent silk yarns <laughs> Do not work well because it's so sticky. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, which Be- was sad because I wanted to make like some I-cord necklaces out of this silk that oh. I have. I don't think it's going to work. I was thinking it would be nice like a beginning of the year for all of the teachers at Adrian's school to have something that they would get like a... I should give you my embellishment to use for a little bit and you could make them all these beautiful braided Posters. Yeah, I would think that would be a neat thing. Like, kind of keep on their desk for their water or their coffee. And they're or really pretty. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I want to see one that you've made too. Okay. Okay. Let's try yeah. to remember that. Definitely. So for and the great thing about August being for home is it's another opportunity to join our Ravelenix team and make something that's really quick and easy and um, and know that the idea of Ravelenix is to challenge yourself. So maybe. You can crochet it instead of knit it, or you want to make... Oh my God, the Sugar Skull Garland. Isn't that cute? That's amazing. It is, that is awesome. It is crochet. That that would be challenging for me. But so cool. It is very cool. <laughs> Although when I saw it from a distance, um, because crochet forms such a heavy fabric, I thought, oh, a Sugar Skull Garland you can make out of... I could cut it out of felt. Oh, yeah. You could totally do that. Yeah, that would be really awesome. Even if you cut out the main things in felt and then just put little crochet embellishments on it, embellishments on it, that would be very cool. Yeah, crochet flowers. Yeah. I like it. Make a good altar for Day of the Dead. So I just want to touch, hopefully briefly, on um, my other crafting this summer. I have uh, been doing sewing, but mostly the sewing I've been doing is making more versions of the A-frame skirt. So um, I've I have three I've made three A-frame skirts. Um, they're not all finished. The second one I made um, I used my I adapted it to have slight more slightly more flare, and I used I had a Liberty 
quilting cotton, which is a Liberty print, but on a more of a quilting weight cotton. And it is, um, but it still has a pretty kind of Liberty design. Pretty. Um, And this just needs to be hemmed. I've been hanging it uh, because it has the bias piece. I wanted to hang it to um, get the, um, so that the hem felt even before I hemmed it. So I'm going to try to hem that today and then the skirt that i was actually making to go with my zanone top Uh i need to apply the waistband hang it and then hem it um i have i think in the long run right now well not in the long run in the moment i would say that the one that i made that my official skirt i like the least really i think because it just is not the best fabric pattern match uh, so it's a very lightweight fabric, and so I th- and so I underlined it with a, a funny fabric. It's a linen, a linen poly, a very light linen poly, and um, I wanted to kind of create a double gauze effect, mm-hmm. um, but it's I think a little too light for the skirt. And then I made a t- like a horrible mistake that was like devastating, which was. I had finished the seam on one side and I was like, okay, everything looks good. And I, I surged it. But what I didn't realize is that when I seamed it, part of the fabric had gotten caught up in the seam. And so when I surged it, uh, it was, there was a, it was like tucked in a little bit Uh. on one side. So I undid that. I thought, well, I could fix it. But when I undid it, I realized I was cutting with a serger and it cut a hole in the skirt. So oh my god. On what I just was like, okay, you know what? I'm I could re I could remake that piece, but it meant like reapplying the zip, taking the zipper out, reapplying the zipper, doing everything. And then actually when I tried the skirt on, it was a little big still in the waist. So I brought it in on both sides a quarter of an inch, and then I literally like if you see it not on me, you can tell that I like sewed around where the hole is to make it to just hide to so it doesn't have the hole. Uh-huh. Um, but on me, you can't really see. Like, you might be able to tell that the skirt looks a little funky, but you wouldn't really be able to tell wh- why. Uh, actually, maybe I'll wear it to knit night and see yeah, see, see, see what the verdict is. I'll wear my whole outfit. But um, that's part of it. But but also, I'm, I'm just not confident that the, that the fabric was a great match for the skirt. Um so do you think the skirt needs like a more structured kind of I think it just needs a heavier bottom weight like a true linen even I was surprised to see how pretty it looked in a quilting cotton because quilting cottons can be kind of iffy for garments but um, I think it looks it's a really actually kind of great uh, weight especially given that I um, added some flair I think that the added flair and the quilting cotton worked really well together it's really so, pretty. Um, so I've done that. I may I have cut out a, a the word adventure is really big in clothing. I cut out um, an adventure tank, which is a fancy tiger crafts class on Creative Bug, and that will go with the uh, Liberty co- uh, Cotton uh, version of the skirt. And then. Um, Adrian at camp, they have all these theme days, and today he was supposed to wear his team color, and his team color is olive, not green, but olive. And I happen <laughs> to have a, a t-shirt. Uh, oops. Sorry, cat. Oh, cat. Was that a cat sneeze, or what was that? 
I have no idea. Where was it, guys? Anyway, I um, happen to have an olive color adult shirt that I was able to cut into a t-shirt for him, um, which was super fast and easy to do. And then the other thing I've started, and I just started yesterday, is doing some of the things from the uh, Modern Natural Dyer, the book by Christine Behar from Verb. And um, the fir- it's, there are a lot of steps that take a lot of time. So that's why I sort of saved it for this time when Adrian was in camp. So mm-hmm. yesterday I scoured the um, fabric that I will be uh, dyeing over the next few days. And I so s- how do you do that? Um, you basically boil it with soda ash, which is a detergent. Um, you could also put it in, in her book. She says you can also wash it on hot water. Um, in the washing machine, which I might do that for the fabrics that I'm going to indigo dye because I have a bigger volume of that mm-hmm. fabric, um, the fabric that for the quilts, the fabric for the dress. And then John wants to indigo dye a pair of like, ba- I don't know, what's this color? They're just like canvas color pants that he got. And he's like, I'm never going to wear this color pant, but if he could indigo dip them, he might wear them. So I I think I might wash those in the washing machine. But yesterday I borrowed um, my neighbor brews beer and Mm -hmm. I borrowed his outdoor burner and just fired that up and sat outside for an hour while I boiled some fabric or (laughs) simmered some fabric. You don't really boil it. And then the next step is mordantine, which is you apply this metallic salt. You uh, leave the fabric in a solution with metallic salt, and that helps it absorb the dye or bonds the dye to the fabric. So I'm actually going to leave the fabric in the mordant pot uh, for 24 hours because you can leave it from two. They want you to do it for two to 24 hours, and I'm hoping that, uh, and it says the longer you leave it in there, the the better light fastness you get, so the better, the less it will fade due to light. And right. then tomorrow, my plan is to bathe the fabrics in wheat bran, which is supposed to help uh, wash away a little bit of the mordant so that it doesn't get a chalky look when you dye it. Mm-hmm. And then I will um, dye. I have one. is a ready-made tunic that I bought, uh, and I'm going to dye that with matter, which is a kind of an uh, orangey red. And then the other fabric, I'm going to make an endless summer tunic in, and I'm going to dye that with marigolds that I've been growing in my garden. Cool. So so what, what color does that end up being when you dye with marigolds? A gold, yellow, hopefully a pretty vibrant, uh, like a, a yellow that hopefully that will lean to the orange, but we'll see. Um, so what I'm thinking, and Christine actually gave me this idea when I went in, is that I'm going to... So the body pieces in, I mean, dye the body pieces or the fabric for the body in marigolds, but then I'm going to print onto the yoke. So I'm going to take the flowers and like smush them onto the fabric and dye and so that they print their kind of like shapes onto the yoke that will be that color. And you do that with fresh flowers. So I'm going to give that a shot. Wow. Yeah. So it's all craft all the time around here. Woo! <laughs> that sounds awesome. So, yeah. Um feel like we've got, we had a lot lot going on the last uh, few weeks. I know. I feel like we've come out of some sort of 
I don't know. Fog of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're more productive than we, or at least I feel. I do too. More productive than I have been in the past. I do too. Yeah. So, um, Adrian pulled out his scarf the other day and wanted to knit and he (laughs) knit about 10 stitches and he's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do one row, which he didn't even do a whole row. He's like, I'm just going to do one row a day. How long will it take me to finish? And I did not have the heart to tell him that it was going to take him, you know, a year. And then of course, like he didn't knit another row. I usually like throw in an extra row every time we sit down and knit one row together. Then I throw in an extra row and with the hope that eventually it will make some progress, make some progress. (laughs) But I got a couple of uh, good ideas on Instagram. Like maybe I should suggest that we knit a scarf for one of his huggies. Um, oh right, and yeah. that might get done a little faster. Yeah, Matilda's been uh, playing knitting and like wanting me to teach her how to knit, and I'm like, uh, you're not quite there yet. Yeah, uh, she could be soon though. You never know. I feel like Sullivan. I taught Sullivan when she was six or seven and she really got it that's when she really got it adrian definitely does not totally get it he gets it and then he forgets he gets and forgets right like right yeah it's like anything if you don't do it so and it's easy to forget absolutely all right well thanks for listening um thank you remember that august is for home and you can join our ravelenics team and um Please join us in our group on Ravelry, and show notes can be found at stashandburn.com. Yay! All right, see you next month. All right. Bye! Bye! Be here for